What a very rich gospel we have this morning, brothers and sisters. I think it's a beautiful representation of what we're all about as the church and what our lives um, as members of the church should be like. And I want to go through the gospel with you today, but I'm going to start here at the very end. Jesus says something very beautiful. So he, he sends out the 72 disciples to go to the towns and preach the good news, and then they come back, and they're all excited. They're like, hey, Jesus, we went out, we preached, we did awesome things, we did good works, uh, the, the demons were even subject to us, we had this great power. And Jesus says something amazing to them. He says, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. What a beautiful line that is, that Jesus reminds them that even though they can do these great things, even though they've had these great experiences, Jesus says, remember that your joy, your peace, always has to be rooted in your relationship with God. No matter what you can do, no matter um, what relationships you have, no matter what things you have, your joy lies in the fact that your name is written in heaven. What a beautiful thing that is. And so I want you to consider this question at the beginning of the homily here. Consider this question. What if Jesus came to you right now and said, I have two options for you. You can choose either one of them freely and I will grant it to you. And Jesus says, option A is believe in me, follow me, live out the gospel message, and you will spend eternity in heaven with me. You'll have paradise. That's option A. Option B, don't believe in me. Do whatever you want here on earth. Live however you would like to live but then spend eternity in hell. Hopefully, that's not much of a choice for us, right? We choose option A. We choose to follow Jesus Christ. Should be an easy choice. And yet, we don't see it playing out that way in the gospel today. We see Jesus sending out his 72 representatives to preach the gospel message, to introduce people to Jesus Christ. And they're saying, hey, everybody, we've found salvation. All you have to do is believe in Jesus Christ. All you have to do is live out the gospel message and you can share the inheritance that we have. You can go to heaven forever. They're preaching this message. Now, some of the places they went accepted them. They believed in the gospel. Yet, some places they went chose option B. They basically said, thanks, but no thanks. We're going to keep doing our own thing. And notice what Jesus doesn't say about those people who reject him. Jesus doesn't say, you know what, that's okay. Just do your own thing. Believe whatever you want to believe. Live however you want to live. It's all okay, right? It's basically all the same. Everyone can come to heaven at the end. He doesn't say that. Rather, he says something pretty heavy. He says, yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town that rejects me. Do you guys remember what God did to Sodom? God literally destroyed that town with fire and sulfur. He rained down fire on them, destroyed that town because of their sinful way of life. And here's Jesus reminding them of that and saying, guys, it's better for Sodom on that day than for those people who encounter me, who encounter the truth, and look me in the face and reject me. 
These are heavy words from Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. Now I want to read you an extra passage from the gospel. So in this gospel today, we have a section, and then there's a section missing, and then we have the section after it. So I'm going to read you that middle section real quick. Jesus says further, Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it shall be more tolerable in the judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You shall be brought down to Hades. He who hears you hears me. He who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Again, these are heavy words. And Jesus is saying, look, I went to these places. I did great works. I performed miracles in front of them. I preached the good news to them. I offered them the inheritance of salvation. And they still rejected me. And it's not going to go well for them on the day of judgment. And so I don't know about you, but I would rather be in the group that chooses option A to receive the inheritance of the heavenly kingdom and not to have to experience that day of judgment. And the good news is, brothers and sisters, we have already chosen option A, or at least it was chosen for us, possibly, at some point. On the day of our baptism, we are all brought into the family of God. When I baptize little babies here, I always tell the parents that this is literally the best day of your child's life because of what baptism does for us, that beautiful sacrament. And it does three things for us mainly. I'll tell you what they are. First of all, it gets rid of original sin. We understand that we're born with that stain of original sin, that original guilt upon us because of that disobedience of Adam and Eve. In that sacrament of baptism, that's wiped away. And in its place, we receive sanctifying grace. We receive the life of Jesus Christ within us. We are made sons and daughters of God the Father. And then third, it opens up the door to all of the other sacraments that we can receive. The Eucharist, reconciliation, confirmation, marriage, holy orders, anointing of the sick. It opens up the door to receive the life of Jesus Christ within us through all of the rest of those sacraments. And so on that day, the inheritance of heaven is chosen for us. But we recognize that it's not just a one-time choice. We know that we don't get to just say, okay, Jesus, I choose you today, and that's good enough for the rest of my life. I'm saved at that point. No, brothers and sisters, it's something that we have to choose every day. And we understand that sometimes we're sinful. Sometimes we're weak. Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we don't choose Jesus Christ. And in those moments where we sin gravely, essentially, we're looking at Jesus and saying, thanks, but no thanks. We're saying, no, Jesus, I want to do this sinful thing rather than follow you right now. And in those moments when we commit grave sin, we really forfeit that inheritance. We take ourselves out of the kingdom of heaven. And we find ourselves in a very deep, bad predicament. However, praise be Jesus Christ. He has given us a way out of that. Brothers and sisters, we have the sacrament of reconciliation. 
where we can truly be reconciled with Jesus Christ. Where we can go to Jesus Christ in the confessional and say, Jesus, I admit it, I messed up, I was weak, I did something bad. And I know that I lost my inheritance. But please give it back to me. And Jesus, of course, in that sacrament is always ready and willing to say, yes, please come back. You can have my mercy. I know that you're sorry. I want you back. I want you to be in heaven with me. And from that moment on, we're justified again. We choose Jesus again, and we keep trying our best again to live out that gospel message. What a beautiful thing that it is that we have this sacrament of reconciliation. And Jesus, of course, calls us to then continue striving to live out the gospel message each and every single day. And now this last point I want to make to you is kind of a difficult one, perhaps an unpopular one at times. But if we're striving to live out the gospel message, the question has to come up to us eventually, what is the authentic interpretation of the gospel? How do we know what the gospel really means? How do we know how to live the gospel in our modern world? Because let's face it, a hundred people could read the same passage and come up with a hundred different interpretations. How do we know what the correct interpretation is? Brothers and sisters, the point is what Jesus says in that passage that I read to you. He who hears you, hears me. He who rejects you, rejects me. And he who rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. Jesus established his church on the earth so that the church could preserve the authentic teaching and the way of life of the gospel. The church is the body of Christ with Jesus Christ at the head. Jesus Christ gave the Holy Spirit to the church on earth to lead us authentically, and to give us true teaching so that when it comes to faith and morals, the church's teachings are infallible. That's how we know what to truly believe. And now let's be clear, there are weak people in the church. The church is made up of weak people, definitely. Leaders in the church have done bad things. We've had sinful leaders. We've had bad popes who did sinful things. And yet, the promise of Jesus Christ still remains, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church because it is directed by the Holy Spirit. And so, brothers and sisters, when the church teaches something... When it comes to faith and morals, we should see it as the teaching of Jesus Christ himself. It's not just made up by somebody. It's not just me up here teaching you something that I came up with. No, it's Jesus Christ himself teaching us through his body, the church. And we are called to submit and be obedient to the church's teachings. And so I would say to you, if you're at the point right now where you're struggling with something that the church teaches and where you're disagreeing with something that the church teaches on faith and morals, it's as if you're looking Jesus in the face and saying, thanks but no thanks. I'm going to do my own thing. And that's very dangerous, brothers and sisters. If you're at that point, please consider humbly submitting to Jesus Christ and his church and following the gospel message he has given us. We don't choose it for our own. We live it out as it has been given to us. 
And this brings me to the last portion of my talk. I spoke, uh, I spoke about baptism already. I spoke about reconciliation already. Now I just want to speak to you about the Eucharist for a moment. The Eucharist is Jesus Christ himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity made present to us. It's the source and the summit of our Christian life, brothers and sisters. It's where we receive the strength to go out and to witness to the gospel, as Jesus says to the 72 here. Our faith is not simply something personal. Our faith is something we're meant to go out and share with the world, to bring other people around us into that inheritance of eternal life. That starts with the sacraments. That starts with the courage of Jesus Christ given to us in the Eucharist. If you're not going to Mass every Sunday, if you're not going to confession regularly, if you're not praying every day, you're missing out on it, guys. You're missing out on the love of the heart of Jesus Christ made present to us. So let us continue to strive to be the good and holy disciples he calls us to be. Let us continue to participate in the sacraments, to pray every day, to read the scriptures, to pray the rosary, all of these things that we're, we know we're supposed to do, to keep receiving the love of Jesus Christ in our hearts so we can be his true disciples. Brothers and sisters, do not be afraid to repent and believe in the gospel.